Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Tonight, we're going to continue to talk about worship, because that's what we're created to do, right? And we're really good at it. We are really good at worshiping everything. We want to focus our worship on God. Tonight, we're going to talk about worshiping in community. Not necessarily in your community right now, but just in community. And one of the things we're going to look at is we're going to look at the church in Acts, which is the very first church after Jesus ascended into heaven. After he died, he rose again, went to heaven, and he told disciples to go and spread his gospel. And they started the church. It was awesome. So I'm going to read a passage out of Acts 2. You can follow along on the screen. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, which were the disciples, and the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, which sounds awesome, right? And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, going to church together, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. They got along with everybody. Uh, And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And so we're going to look at a couple aspects of that church tonight. We're going to look at prayer and we're going to look at communion. How many of you guys would say you pray? Like you understand what prayer is. Like you pray every day? Cool. Who who does a prayer like this? Because I used to do it when I was in junior high. It was like, time to eat. Dear God, thanks for the food. Amen. Or... My personal favorite was rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, amen. That was a favorite in the green household. That's what we did, and then we ate pizza. It was awesome. But a lot of times, a lot of times when we talk about prayer, it's very mechanical, right? You say, dear God, the recipient of said prayers. And then you talk about, hey, God, please give me this, or please, God, help me with this, or God, thanks for this, or maybe a question of where God, where are you, or... God, I need help. And you're praying to God. Prayer is one of the most amazing things that we as human beings get to participate in. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy that you or I can say, hey, God, what's up, man? And he absolutely hears you. Tonight, we're going to use our cell phones. Get those puppies out. I know. It's going to get exciting. Okay? The phone is an interesting thing, and as I continue to get older and older, it evolves into these other awesome things, and it becomes a tool for communicating and a toy for fun, right? You guys remember that game, Flappy Bird? 11. High score. Beat that. What's up? So you got your phones out? Cool. One of the things that really bugs me about communicating with my friends is that sometimes, sometimes, they don't answer the phone. Like, let's say I'm calling my wife. I'm like, Camille, I'm really hungry. Do you want pizza? Because I want pizza. I need to know that that's okay to spend money on pizza. That's an important phone call. 
Need wife's approval. Boys, get your wife's approval before you order pizza. Put that in your back pocket for later. Sometimes my wife is busy and she can't answer the phone to answer, to talk to me. And sometimes when you call a friend and they're too busy or they don't hear it, my wife tries to call me and I got my headset on and I'm just doing work on Call of Duty, you know. I don't hear my phone. My wife gets agitated when I don't answer my phone. Here's what's awesome about prayer. Because it's exactly like calling somebody you love on the phone and they answer every time. Or texting somebody. You're like, hey man, what are you doing tonight? And then you don't get a reply. How many of you guys have ever texted somebody and you're just waiting for them to respond? And it's like, oh my gosh, I see the little dot, dot, dot. I know you're typing something. Just hit send. Right? Right? The beautiful thing about prayer is that it's exactly like that, except you always, always get a response. Okay? So we talk about prayer. We're talking about communicating with the creator of all things who has your number on speed dial and we have his number on speed dial. Whenever we want, whenever we need, we can just talk to him and he hears us. That is dumb. If you were a king or if you were the president, how many guys know President Obama? Yeah, you know him? Cool. You got him on speed dial? He's a pretty important dude. He's a pretty important dude. If I've tried to call the president of the United States, he probably would not answer me and it would be awkward. Pretty important guy. However, the most high God creator of the universe, whenever I call him, he answers and he knows exactly what I'm going to say. And he even knows exactly what I'm not going to say, but exactly what I need. Because sometimes when I pray, when I talk to God, I ask for things or I, I think I know what I need, but the Holy Spirit that's living inside of us knows us better than we know ourselves, which is pretty awesome, and says, hey, Luke says he needs this, but you know exactly what he needs. And that's awesome. It's awesome to have a God who knows exactly what we need at all times, and all we need to do is just talk with him. How many of you guys... Talk to your friend. All right, let's just be real honest right now. Do you call people or text more? That's right. Okay, okay. How many texts do you say that you text in a day? Shout out some numbers. How many times do you text a day? Throw your hand up if it's over 100. Put your hand down if it's under 150. Put your hand down if it's under 200. Like if you text less than 200 times, put your hand down. If you text less than 500 times, put your hand down. In a day. That's impressive. All right. So you guys are constantly communicating to someone. And tonight we're just going to ask you to communicate to the most important one. When we pray and we talk to God, if I ask for somebody to come up here and pray for us tonight, how many of you guys are like, no, that's bad. I won't do that. Right? Just be honest. How many of you guys don't want to come up here and pray right now? It's cool. All right. So when I was in high school, I, was, I 
had been a really dumb student. Nice. But then, but then once I understood my junior year of high school, what Jesus did for me, I started to try and learn, him, learn about him more. And I got asked to pray in front of my entire church. Similar to this size of a church in front of all the adults, right? That was terrifying. I knew how to pray. I knew what to pray. Here's what I said. I got up there. We had a glass podium. It's pretty awesome. So you couldn't hide behind it because it's glass. I, I turned the word God, which is how many syllables? One. <laughs> Three. God is a one-syllable word. I turned that into a four-syllable word. It's like, dear God. I don't know if that's syllables, but that's how it sounded. And then I didn't know where to go in front of all these people. And so I was like, dear God, please help the Colts win and help us get home safe. Amen. In front of the entire church. That was awesome. So, I understand, I understand if you're intimidated to pray in front of people because, because sometimes we're worried we're going to say the wrong things. Sometimes we're worried we're going to, we don't know what to say. Or sometimes we're worried that our friends or people in the room are going to make fun of us because we don't do it correctly or we turn God into a four-syllable word or whatever. You understand? So, tonight, here's what we're going to do. You got your phones out? There's a couple different types of prayer. The first one is a big word called intercession, okay? Yeah. All you need to know about that is it's when you pray for somebody else, okay? So when you say, dear God, help my grandma who's sick, or dear God, help my friend who's struggling with this. Here's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to get your phones out. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to send a text to somebody that you know that just needs some encouragement, say, hey man, or hey girl, or what up broski, praying for you, love you, hope you're having a good night. Everybody send that text right now. I'll send it to my friend Jesse, broski, hope you're having fun, love you. And if you don't have service, just wait till we get out, then you can do it. Cool? Boom. Just say, hey, hope you're having a good night, praying for you, love you. All right. Hear me clap once, hear me clap twice. Cool. So that's a simple prayer of intercession, which is we're praying for somebody else on behalf of somebody else. So you've just texted someone who just needs a little love from God tonight. Hey. Thinking about you, hope you have a good night, love you, peace. Cool, you done that. That was easy, that was easy. Now, tonight you have, to, you, you have to follow up with that. How are you doing? Is there anything I can pray for you about? Make sense? Yes? Cool. Next thing we're gonna do, with your phones, if, you have Twitter, or if you have Instagram, or if you have Facebook, here's what we're going to do next. 
there's a, uh, there's a, a prayer called Thanksgiving. Do you guys know what that is? It's basically when you just say, thanks God. So here's what we're going to do. Turn me clap once, turn me clap twice. If you are going, if you have whatever those social media things, and if you don't, have your friend tweet, Instagram, or whatever for you, we're going to tweet or Instagram something that you are thankful for and hashtag it, thanks God. So I will say, thanks for, or I'll say, I love these crazy junior hires. Hashtag, thanks God. Tweet, boom. Hashtag, thanks God. Make sure you use capital G, because that might be important. Hashtag, thanks God. Okay. So you guys are sending out tweets into the world that everybody can see. You being thankful for something that God has done for you. It's awesome. Hashtag, thanks God. Sweet. That's what I asked you to do. Good job, Libby. Well done. Okay. If you hear me clap once, hear me clap twice. I like the panorama going on right there. Pretty awesome. All right, so there's another type of prayer that's going to lead into something else that we do in the community to worship God together. I'm going to need you to focus in on this one. I've had a lot of fun taking tweets and Snapchats and whatever. I need you to focus in for what we're doing next, okay? The last thing we're going to do is talk about a prayer of forgiveness, right? So, how many of you guys have ever made a mistake? In your life. Yeah, me too, me too. We all have sin in our life, and we all have moments in our life where we are not representing God or we're doing something we know is against what God is asking us to do. What's awesome about that, what's awesome about our God, who again is communicating with us all the time and wants to communicate with us, is that He sent His Son Jesus to fix our sin problem. He sent his son Jesus Christ to die for our sins because the penalty of sin is death. And God has made a way for us not to have to pay the punishment for our sin. And one of the ways that we remember that, one of the things that we do, is we take communion, which in the passage in Acts I read would be the breaking of bread. Now, these aren't actual loaves of bread. How many of you guys have taken communion before? Cool. Tonight, we're going to participate in communion, and here's how we're going to do it. Communion is not meant to be something that is done necessarily privately. It's not something to be done by yourself. It's something that you do together with your other Christian brothers and sisters. So here's how we're going to participate in that tonight. If this is your first time, the juice, the grape juice, represents Jesus' blood that was shed for you. The bread, the pie crust, represents Jesus' body that was beaten and was tortured for us. And remember the suffering that Christ went through on our behalf. 
And we take these emblems as an act of worship to remember the price that Jesus paid for you, for me, for everybody in the whole world. And since we're talking about community tonight, we're not going to just go back and take the grape juice and take the bread and eat it real quick. We're going to serve each other. And so here's how that's going to go. We're going to dismiss row by row to go back to your section in a second. Your D group leader, your youth leader will serve the first person in your row. The first person that gets back there. You'll take the bread, you'll eat it, you'll take the juice, you'll drink it, and then they will give you those elements. And then you will turn and you will serve communion to the person behind you. And they'll partake and you'll hand it to them. And they'll turn and serve the person next to them. Make sense? When that row is finished, when the row in front of you is done, then that means you guys can go back and do that same thing. Make sense? Cool. Let me pray for us, and let me just go to God on, on just our behalves tonight as a whole, as a junior high youth group, just for a week, just for this moment, and just to say, God, we, we are so thankful that you forgive us. So let's pray. Phones away. Let's pray. Let's focus on what Jesus did for us right now. Most I God, we are so... It's humbling to know that you always listen to us. And it's humbling to know that you always hear us. And God, I just ask forgiveness for times when I don't think you're listening. And I ask for your forgiveness for times where I think I know what I should do because I'm not listening to you. God, and I just ask forgiveness for us as a student ministry, as a, as a junior high youth group, for moments when we don't represent you well, for when we're at school and we know we should say something to that person, but we don't. For when we're, we're at home and we know we should obey our parents, but we don't. God, we just ask forgiveness for, for those moments of selfishness. But God, I'm so thankful that you forgive us so that our sin and the mistakes that we make, whether at school or at home or with our friends or on a sports team or whatever, our mistakes don't define us. It's your son who defines us. And so in this moment right now, when a bunch of junior high students in Southwest Missouri take the symbols, the juice and the bread that represent your son's suffering, Father, I pray that during this time that your spirit just washes over each and every one of us. God, I pray that the things that are on our minds that our distractions are gone. I pray that we can focus on you. I pray that we can focus on our relationship with you and, and just make a connection. We love you so much. We are so thankful for the opportunity to, to talk to you freely whenever we want tonight as a group of junior high students. We love you and we thank you for Jesus. It's his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.